This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Question time on the sounding board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. Jared Moore on Twitter, has the AFL attempted to dull any interest in Gil McLaughlin's successor as there is no clear candidate? Um, no, no, but it's dragging on, Hutchie. There's big, there are big shoes to fill without question, and I think that's... Impossible shoes to fill. Clearly made them put extra work into making sure they get the right level of candidate. What's your mail to the latest? I think um, Andrew Dillon's still there. I think yeah. Kylie Watson-Wheeler actively wants the job and yep. he's and now the two in the mix. I, I feel leading candidates from the very outset when it's all said and done. So surely there's other candidates that come And then in. there's some others that have been mentioned that I, I don't know whether they are still right there. I said, Travis Old's very well respected and would be not far from Kylie the Kylie Rogers. Kylie, obviously superb. And I think Simon Garlick's gone deep in the process to Fremantle. Anyone else? Uh, look, I don't, I'm only guessing. I shouldn't even speculate. I, I I do believe that Andrew and Kylie are among those left in the process, and Caro reported that last night. Okay. Andrew Dowling on Twitter. Many members of the public enjoy nothing more than whacking members of the so-called mainstream media. Why are people unwilling to accept that the current state of media is directly correlative with the public's clicking habits and insatiable desire for opinion over news? It's a very good point, Andrew. He's uh, He's hit the nub of the topic here, Andrew. The, it's always been hard for the public to recognise that they are the product yeah. that influences the behaviour of the journalists. It's an uneasy. Absolutely. It's an uneasy. Yeah. It's a blissful ignorance relationship on both ends. And people want to dislike even before they open a story or hear a story before they open or, and I, or hear it. I'm not to be critical. I often bemoan a story but click anyway. So Andrew, I'm not. I'm not here being hypocritical on that. I think you're right. But it is, to Andrew and your assessment of Andrew's question, yep. it is reflective of what the public actually wants. Yep. Peter, on Twitter, is there a multiverse where Mark Rusciuto survives the camp fiasco? If so, how? I don't see so, Peter. Whether it happens this week or it happens next week, I can't see him being the football director of the Adelaide Crows into 2023 for a number of reasons. Just don't know the timeline around it. Hutchie, I think you've got a, a similar view, I would yeah, be fair I, to say. Yeah, I, I can't imagine he'll yep. survive this. Do you want to read the next one from Michael on Twitter, Hutchie? Michael asks, does Max Becker need to perfect the art... Does Max Becker need to perfect the art of the doorstop <laughs> in order to get some time with Damo? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you got me last week, Cassie, on that, and uh, I'm embarrassed, but Max is in the diary, I think, somewhere yeah. for a post-season, Max, and we will get to it, and you I apologise again. You know Max's show, The Kids Edition, Sunday mornings at 8 on SEN around the yeah, country? Yeah, I'm aware of that one. Yep. He- With Ali? I was, yeah, with yep. Ali Blackburn. I was looking at the rundown on Sunday that got circulated, and it had Max's interview with Eddie Corns at the end of the show, Kane Corns' son. Oh, really? Yeah. Eddie Corns is 15, aspiring young journalist, yeah. does a very good Loves job. It. Loves writes, it. Writes really nice, nice content. I said to Kane- at Footy Classified, how did, well, how did that come about? He goes, Max had read Eddie's stuff, reached out directly, DM'd him, and said, would you come on my show? And they, a 15-year-old interviewing a 15-year-old. How good. How beautiful is how that? How good. It's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And Eddie does love his, uh, love yep. his footy and, and media attached to it. He's been on the Sunday footy show uh, a few times. Uh, let's have a look at this one. Francis Curo on Twitter. I've noticed SEN slash AFL trade radio socials posting more as we approach the end of the season. Is this a quiet way of organically gaining interest before a big launch? Francis, it's a pretty much 12-month of your product now, trade radio. It's just has a quieter existence for the other 352 days of the year. Do you feel responsible for the boom in trade? 
No. But you, it's you started Trade Radio Hutchie. It's it's really interesting. The podcasts still rank in the top 100 in Australia in the commercial ranker often 8 or 9 months after last year's trade period. It's un, <laughs> it's unthinkable that it's now seen as timeless content. Um Matt Randell last year Hutchie, I, I worked with him and Sauce as you as you know for, for last year's uh, Trade Radio. I and I don't think I was alone criticized him when he said Collingwood could could have a good year. Yeah. My hand is up here, Hutchie. Yep. I was wrong. Yeah. He, I, I, I won't say he was ridiculed, but it was a it was a very alternative point no. of view, given what they had just come off by way of he, sacking their coach. He was coach. strong on them. Yeah, he was. And I, not only that, the execution was poor, but if you look back 18 months on the trade decisions they made, they haven't, none of no. them. Tra- they haven't even missed Trelaw. They haven't missed Trelaw. And Stevenson they has another thing. And, they haven't missed Stevenson. And Tom Phillips can't get a game for his new club. And Mind you, the deals and money they attached to those three players were the issue. The execution was, was poor, yeah. but the decisions themselves, I think, in the end, have been pretty good. They identified the, the yeah. right trio. Stuart on Twitter, if Paramount's bid for the new rights has landed lower than expected, and we're talking AFL here, as reported, and nine are only interested in Thursdays, is there a chance the AFL delays a decision until some of the other rights deals in market at the moment, brackets NBC, Olympics, are dealt with or more competition emerges? It's possible. I would doubt it. I think they would find... They've got good bids on the table and they'll be close to a deal. Nick Negropontis, Hutchie on Twitter. That's our man, Nick. It is a man known well to this organisation. Why has it become so common for rival journos to immediately print something denying the original broken story? It almost feels like the default response from certain publications in particular. Do you want me to join the dots on what Nick's asking? Yeah. I'm only speculating here. Yep. It would be a Herald Sun quick react to someone else's news story initially and then maybe a day later then they're picked up on it? You always blame them. I I don't know if he's referring to Herald Sun. I wouldn't have thought so. Uh, look, I, I see. I think Nick is just part of the competitive nature of journalists. Is that you seek to? There's those that break their own stories, and there's some that seek to spoil others, and there's some that seek to do both. Yep, Brian Ivory on called it called a spoiler. <laughs> Brian Ivory on Twitter, boys, was the NFL doing a reverse, taking out the trash by announcing the Dolphins' sanctions for tanking and anti-tampering the day after the embarrassing Watson ruling in an attempt to take some of the heat off the. Inadequate suspension. Brian, this is very well picked up by you. Oh, you like this one? I love it. It's a common – it's a version of taking out the trash. It's got it's got a little tweak in it, and that is when there's unco- when there's a, a story that's got to be released, it's got a bit of uncomfortable detail in it, yep. and you've got a bigger one that you can drop the next day or as big. So you, you read into that, do you? Yeah. What, yeah. It, it Straight away, it's not the freshest story, and it limits the amount of time it will get spoken about. It was absolutely that, Brian. From Lee M via Twitter, Damo's sudden change in attitude towards North Melbourne. What's happened? Has he had a, quite unquote, patch-up coffee? <laughs> <laughs> you love the patch-up coffees, don't you, Hutchie? Um, no, I just feel... Our audience is starting to get on, on board big time with the patch-up, patch-up coffees. Patch-up coffees. <laughs> have you seen that come through in our yeah. socials a lot now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You refuse to have them. I still have the occasional one. Um, no, look, I think, Lee, just to be sorry to burden everyone else with this attitude again, but the fact that Glen Archer is no longer involved, the fact that Ben Buckley is no longer involved, I feel there's a chance. I'll just leave it at that. Oh, you. you're being rude. No, no, no. I just said... Are you being rude by the North Melbourne Footy Club? My criticism was directed at two people, and you know that, Hutchie. In fact, you got involved in look, one of them. Look at me for a second. Yes, look, look at me. me. Look at me right in the eyes. Look at me. <laughs> I am looking at you. Have you sat down in the last month for a patch-up coffee or a coffee of any description with President Sonia Hood, 
CEO Ben Amafio, or both of the above? I have lots of catch-up oh, arrangements. Oh, no! With lots of football oh. clubs. With lots of football clubs. <laughs> Lee M has broken the biggest story of the week. No. Nah. Damo's been bought into the tent. No, I not. can't believe I didn't oh, see it coming. Give Lee. me a spell. This is a sensation <laughs> here on the sounding board. A sensation. <laughs> You're an idiot. A patch-up coffee with the Kangas. <laughs> yeah, the bloody hell have I missed out on the main show? <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> Lee, what a spot. That is checkmate. I'll just go back to the initial response to that. Glenn Archer, Ben Buckley no longer around. Oh, North Melbourne chance. They, they've used... They've gone, look, we agree with you on Ben and Glenn, and they're now gone, Damo. How are you Tuesday morning at 10 o'clock in Emerald Street for a patch-up coffee? Well, seeing they're gone, I'd be only too delighted to join you. Flat white, please. RW on Twitter. The length of Bevo's handlebar moustache is receding faster than the dog's hopes of finals, from full length to now just above the lips. Can we confirm if the length of the moustache runs as an inverse correlation to the likelihood of him landing a new contract? I just want to read that one out to you, Hutchie. This is directed to you. We've been tracking the length of this moustache. You picked this. You you actually predicted this. You actually had a go at him. He won't let it go till the end of the year, but he'll just phase it back. <laughs> but you you predicted this. You yeah. said that he would go from the, the chopper read yeah. look. To a more manageable... And mode. I think by the week, it has gone back, as but RW it, says. But he's... He's, he's so, so stubborn. stubborn. <laughs> Which I, I can't cop him at times, but I love that part of him. It doesn't matter whether they finish round 23 or grand final day. He'll have a version of the mo on <laughs> until they finish. <laughs> and then you watch the off-season, it'll be gone. <laughs> Or it might just be all back but again. on his At his time, Damo. Yep. Uh, Ryan Lee on Twitter. What would have been said to Ed Langdon behind closed doors to the Demons last week? We had scheduled this for a chat uh, because of the way AFL reacts to people daring oh, to say something. I wouldn't have think. I thought it was great. And- oh, no, the club wasn't happy. Alan Richardson said so publicly. You could just tell the way Simon Goodwin answered it publicly. It wasn't ideal for them. But... And- it's so predictable how clubs react. If if you've got the player who said it, you're not happy. If you're the opponent, i.e. Collingwood, yep. you're wrapped. And and while Craig McRae handled it really well publicly after the event and said, I'm really supportive of it, I hope we don't go him, didn't stop him using it on the whiteboard as he's revving his players up yeah. to go and run out. And it certainly didn't stop Braden Maynard knowing it's in his head to almost maim him illegally with that first tackle. Yeah, send a message. I, I, look, I loved it. But again, uh, we're not... It was a good atmosphere not, Friday night, wasn't we're, it? We're, to use a Nathan Buckley phrase on media, we're not mature enough, and we're part of it, but the club's yep. equally so, to, to deal with someone having an opinion of, uh, of that nature. A couple quick more before we finish, Damo. Yep. Uh, when's the media going to turn up the heat on Luke Beveridge? Asks Scott Templeton on Twitter. They've surely underperformed. Is it because the dogs aren't a massive club or is it because his reputation and form as a media hater has journos and pundits intimidated? I've just seen this question from Josh Barnstable as I go ahead. Wow, this is a further development here. So interesting to hear Damo refer to North Melbourne as we when discussing the Alistair Clarkson coaching link on Friday's episode of AFL Occasionally. Has Dr. Sonia AFL Hood, Daily, highly rating AFL Daily. Has Dr. Sonia Hood successfully warmed Damo's cold blue and white heart? <laughs> Josh, this was broken by uh, Lee M on uh, earlier in the uh, in the. Uh, no, it was Lee M. Yeah, was it? No, yeah. Lee M broke the story. He didn't Josh, break the story. Josh was onto it. The Damo has um, been wooed and warmed. I'm not going to say Josh. Wooed and warmed. I'm not going to say I didn't say we because I can't remember what I said. But if I did say we, it would have been in a reference to how the club was approaching the media That's side of it. Damo. If you said we about North, it's no, but it's a contextual. That's it. That's we, damn, Hutchie. damn right embarrassed. I, I don't even know if I did, but I'm not going to say I didn't because Josh may have heard what I said. But it would have been a contextual. I think that's a good way week. to finish today. I oh, do, Hutchie. Bombshell didn't, today. Didn't want to answer the the equally valid question about Luke Beveridge's time by I, I Scott Templeton. I think he's been held pretty well to account. 
Do you? Yep. And they did make a grand final last year, and the heat has risen on him pretty quick. Yep. This is the sounding board for Drinkwise. <laughs> if you're choosing to be wooed by the Kangas and brought back into the tent, when you're there at Kangaland, choose to Drinkwise. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board Questions with Hutchie and Damo. Send us your questions via Twitter or Facebook at Sounding Board EP. Hit the sign up button on Facebook to receive our weekly email and subscribe to, rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts.